Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick, on Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Welcome back to another episode. In today's episode, we are going to be reading. We're going back to the game of life and how to play it. And we are on chapter number six, casting the burden and pressing the subconscious. So let's get into it. Oh, and before we get into it, let me just make a little disclaimer. I do um, give my own opinions and interpretations of what I'm reading. Again, it is just my opinion. You do not have to agree, so don't get up in arms. Um, But if you disagree or agree, drop down in the comments. Let's have a dialogue about it. So let's go. When man knows his own powers and the workings of his mind, his great desire is to find an easy and quick way to impress the subconscious with good, for simply an intellectual knowledge of the truth will not bring results. In my own case, I found the easiest way is in casting the burden. A a metaphysician once explained it in this manner. He said, the only thing which gives anything weight in nature is the law of gravitation. And if a boulder could be taken high above the planet, there will be no weight in that boulder. And that is what Jesus Christ meant when he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He had overcome the world vibration and function in the fourth dimensional realm, where there's only perfection, completion, life, and joy. Okay, I'm going to read a little more because I'm not sure what that that part means I've heard of this fourth dimension I don't know what really what it is I haven't done too much research on it so I really can't say what it is if it's like I just I don't know so I'm not gonna comment on that he said come to me all you that are labor that are labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light We are also told in the 55th Psalm to cast thy burden upon the Lord. Many passages in the Bible state that the Bible is is God's, not man's, and that man is always to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. This indicates that the superconscious mind, or Christ within, is the department which fights man's battle and relieves him of burden. We see, therefore, that man violates law if he carries a burden, and a burden is an adverse thought or condition, and this thought or condition has its root in the subconscious. It seems almost impossible to make any headway directing the subconscious from the conscious or reasoning mind, as the reasoning mind, in quotations, the intellect, is limited in its conceptions and filled with doubts and fears. How scientific is it, then, to cast the burden upon the superconscious mind or Christ within 
where it is made light or dissolved into its native nothingness. Okay. For example, a woman in urgent need of money made light upon the Christ within, the superconscious, with the statement, I cast this burden of lack on the Christ within and I go free to have plenty. See, again, I don't know if they're trying to say that Jesus isn't a person and he just lives in your mind. That's that's what I'm getting from this. And of course, you all know I'm a Christian and I don't believe that. The belief in lack was her burden and that she cast it upon the superconscious with this belief of plenty and avalanche of supply was the result. We read the Christ in you, the hope of glory. Another example, one of my students had had given a new piano. No, one of my students had been given a new piano and there was no room in her studio for it until she had moved out the old one. She was in a state of perplexity. She wanted to keep the old piano but knew of no place to send it. She became desperate as the new piano was to be sent immediately. In fact, was on its way with no place to put it. She said it came to her to repeat, I cast this burden on the Christ within and I go free. A few moments later, her phone, her phone rang and a woman friend asked if she might rent her old piano. And it was moved out a few minutes before the new one arrived. I knew a woman whose burden was resentment. She said, I cast this burden of resentment on the Christ within, and I go free to be loving, harmonious, and happy. The almighty superconscious flooded the subconscious with love, and her whole life was changed. For years, resentment had held her in a state of torment and imprisoned her soul. The statement should be made over and over and over, sometimes for hours at a time, silently or audibly with quietness but determination so basically that statement is an affirming statement it is no different than you using your affirmations to say things over and over and over to get you to basically eliminate your old beliefs and cast into your mind new beliefs or assumptions to manifest that's basically what I'm getting I have often compared it to winding up a Victrola. I guess it's some, I don't know what that is. We must wind ourselves up with spoken words. I have noticed in casting the burden, after a little while, one seems to see clearly. It is impossible to have clear vision while in the throes of carnal mind. Doubts and fear poison the mind and body and imagination runs riot attracting disaster and disease. Instead of repeating the affirmation, I cast this burden on the Christ within and go free, the vision clears and with it a feeling of relief and sooner or later comes the manifestation of good, be it health, happiness, or supply. Basically what I literally just said. One of my students once asked me to explain the darkness before the dawn. I always thought it was darkest before the dawn. Or maybe she's saying it in a literal sense. Anyway, I referred in a preceding chapter to the fact that often before the big demonstration, everything seems to go wrong. 
and deep depression clouds the consciousness. It means that out of the subconscious are rising doubts and fears of the ages. These old derelicts of the subconscious rise to the, to the surface to be put out. It is then that man should clap his cymbals like Jehoshaphat and give thanks that he is saved, even though he seems surrounded by the enemy, a.k.a. the situation of lack or disease. The student, the student continued, How long must one remain in the dark? And I replied, Until one can see in the dark, and casting the burden enables one to see in the dark. In order to impress the subconscious, active faith is always essential. Faith without works is dead. In these chapters, I have endeavored to bring out this point. Jesus Christ showed active faith when he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground before he gave thanks for the loaves and fishes. I will give another example showing how necessary this step is. In fact, active faith is the bridge over which man passes to his promised land. Through misunderstanding, a woman had been separated from her husband, whom she deeply loved. He refused all offers of reconciliation and would not communicate with her in any way. Coming into the knowledge of spiritual law, she denied the appearance of separation. She made the statement, there is no separation in divine mind. Therefore, I cannot be separated from the love and companionship which are mine by divine right. She showed active faith by arranging a place for him at the table every day, thereby impressing the subconscious with a picture of his return. Over a year passed, but she never wavered, and one day he walked in. Now, this is my dilemma when manifesting a person. Is it my will over that person's will? And that's, that's kind of what I need to research in because it, it seems very um, my will be done over the person's will be done. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I, I, I personally would never want to exert my will over someone. If you don't want me, I am not going to manifest you. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can understand what I'm saying. It's a lot of people manifesting their exes who don't want them anymore, but they want their ex. So it's like you're exerting your will over your ex. Like, why would you want someone who doesn't want you? It's almost witchy, like a spell, and that's just not something that I'm into. So um, that's just my thoughts on that part. The subconscious is often impressed through music. Music has a fourth dimensional quality and releases the soul from imprisonment. It makes wonderful things seem possible and easy of accomplishment. I have a friend who uses her Victrola daily for this purpose. It puts her in perfect harmony and releases the imagination. Another woman often dances while making her affirmations. The rhythm and harmony of music and motion carry her words forth with tremendous power. The student must remember also not to despise the day of small things. Invariably, before a demonstration comes, signs of land. Before Columbus reached America, he saw birds and twigs, which showed him land was near. 
So it is with the demonstration, but often the student mistakes it for the demonstration itself and is disappointed. For example, a woman had spoken the word for a set of dishes. Not long afterwards, a a friend gave her a dish, which was old and cracked. She came to me and said, well, I asked for a set of dishes and all I got was a cracked plate. I replied, the plate was only signs of land. It shows your dishes are coming. Look upon it as birds and seaweed. And not long after, afterward, the dishes came. Continually making believe impresses the subconscious. Continually making believe impresses the, con- the subconscious. And this is where you come into um, scripting. This is where scripting comes into. Scripting is literally you writing out a scene of make-believe. But it is in the present tense. For instance, if if you want to be married, I personally, and, and again, this is just my personal thoughts. I, until I, I don't know, read up on manifesting a specific person, I am just going to not believe that part. But... If, if you're wanting to manifest a specific person and you've written down all their qualities and whatever and you're scripting a scene as if it's happening right now, that is make-believe. And this says make-believe impresses the subconscious. Continually making believe impresses the subconscious. So continue to script. Continue, and and this, is, this I'm saying for myself. This I'm saying for myself, continue to script out these scenes and scenarios of a life that you want. Continue to do that. If one makes believe he is rich and makes believe he is successful, in due time, he will reap. Children are always making believe and except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. For example, I know of a woman who was very poor, but no one could make her feel poor. She earned a small amount of money from rich friends who constantly reminded her of her poverty and to be careful in saving. Regardless of their admonitions, she would spend all her earnings on a hat or make someone a gift and be in a rapturous state of mind. Her thoughts were always centered on beautiful clothes and rings and things, but without envying others. She lived in the world of wondrous, and only riches seemed real to her. Before long, she married a rich man, and the rings and things became visible. I do not know whether the man was the divine selection, but opulence had to manifest in her life, as she had imaged only opulence. There is no peace or happiness for man until he has erased all fear from the subconscious. Fear is misdirected energy and must be redirected or transmuted into faith. Jesus Christ said, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? All things are possible to him that believeth. I am asked so often by my students, How can I get rid of fear? I reply, By walking up to the things you are afraid of. The lion takes its fierceness from your fear. Walk up to the lion and he will disappear. Run away and he runs after you. Uh, (laughs) I don't know about that. 
I have shown in previous chapters how the Lion of Lack disappeared when the individual spent money fearlessly, showing faith that God was, was his supply and therefore unfailing. Many of my students have come out of the bondage of poverty and are now bountifully supplied through losing all fear of letting money go out. The subconscious is impressed with the truth that God is the giver and gift. Agreed. Therefore, as one is one with the giver, he is one with the gift. A splendid statement is, I now thank God the giver for God the gift. Man has so long separated himself from his good and his supply through thoughts of separation and lack that sometimes it takes dynamite to dislodge these false ideas from the subconscious and the dynamite is a big situation. That's deep and it is so true. We live our lives with thoughts of separation and lack so much, which is why it is hard for so many people to manifest because you, your mind is bound by the lack that you have manifested in your life for so many years. And that is why I said you have to do, to, do the work to reprogram your mind to your new assumption or your new beliefs. You have to put away all of that past beliefs of lack and, and, and poverty and, and doubt. You have to put that away. And you have to train and reprogram your mind to want your desire, to live in your desire. And that is why my affirmations are, money comes to me quickly and easily, and I am so grateful. Whatever I affirm, I am grateful for. So those, I always put gratitude in my affirming statement. I can absolutely have anything that I want, and I am so grateful. These two are working hard in changing and reprogramming my mind from the lack and the things that I told myself and I believed with my entire body that were true, that were to my detriment. So this is why I tell you guys, find the affirming statement that, that like that just digs into your soul that you believe wholeheartedly and that should be on repeat we see in the foregoing illustration how the individual was freed from his bondage by showing fearlessness man should watch himself hourly to detect if his motive for action is fear or faith now <laughs> I'm not going to say she's wrong in that because I actually have alarms set on my phone one of which went off while I was reading and I had to re-record that part and it basically tells me reminds me to say my affirmations why because at this juncture in my life right now I have not reached the Oprah status where I know that I know that I know I am building I am taking steps to reach that part so while I'm building I am putting in the work and the work says, I need to rem remind myself to say my affirmations so that it can blast out the doubt. There is no doubt that needs to be in my mind. This is what I want, and I can absolutely have anything that I want. I have to know that I know that I know. I have to believe it. Because no matter what my reality says, my subconscious mind and my conscious mind need to be one to say, I 
am going to get my desire. My desire is here. It exists. Now let's bring it into my 3D reality. Perhaps one's fear is of personality. Then do not avoid the people feared. Be willing to meet them cheerfully and they will either prove golden links in the chain of one's good or disappear harmoniously from one's path. And and I know I, I hate to keep stopping, but to this point, today I watched the most recent episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Now, I do watch TV and like tonight, I love the FBI shows. I primarily watch like a lot of like Law and Order, FBI, SWAT. Like I love these kind of shows. But intermingled and in, you know in there, I do watch some reality TV. My favorite one being Big Brother, which just went off, and you know I love Big Brother. But I do watch some Housewives shows like um, uh, Housewives of Atlanta, Potomac, and Beverly Hills. So right now I'm I'm done with Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I'm thinking I'm really on the cusp of being done with Real Housewives of Potomac because the things that the one girl, I won't say her name, but the one young lady says that's so vile that got her in a in an argument from the cast member that's gone last year that got her into a physical fight. She heard the things she says are so vile and it didn't even dawn on me until today when I was watching. After I was done, I realized my stomach was clenched. You know, I was, my adrenaline was pumping and I really wanted to come through the screen and punch her in the mouth. And, and, and literally I was just taken aback how angry I was. And I don't know this girl, this isn't my situation, but because the things that she says are so vile, I knew then that I can't watch this show anymore because I can't have this kind of a physical reaction to someone who hasn't done anything to me. And it's literally on television. I don't even know her. So I made it a point right then that I cannot watch this show because I am trying to change me. And in trying to change me, I can't keep going to the old me the old me watched her and tweeted (laughs) all of her angst I don't want to be that me so I'm trying to shed the old me and and with that goes Real Housewives of Potomac I can't watch that show I just thought I would say that because of what she says um the golden links of the chain of one's good or disappear harmoniously from one's path it has to disappear from my path and because I am in control, because I don't know her, all I have to do is turn the TV off. So it, it's up to me. So I, I would counsel you guys on your journeys. You have to decide what's good and what's not. Tweeting, a lot of these social media apps are really just toxic. TikTok being one. I just stay on my gratitude version of TikTok. But a lot of these apps are very toxic. They post a lot of, you know, celebrity business and people just go in there and they just say all these vile things. And you know, it is just, it's not, it's not for me any longer. 
And I realized that yesterday when Instagram and Facebook were down, I didn't even know they were down until I got on Twitter at like six something and saw it was down. And I went to Twitter because I tried to open up Instagram and it wasn't loading. So I said, let me go see if I'm the only person. I always go check Twitter. And I checked Twitter and it was talking about all of these apps and websites were down yesterday. And I was like, oh, wow. I spent the entire day not on social media, which is unheard of because I post, you know, I, I, I post a lot on social media with, you know, all of my accounts and, you know, things like that. So the fact that I didn't really post yesterday, I was, I felt good. And I wasn't wrapped up in all the crazy vileness. So what I've done is clearing social media. What doesn't serve me, I can't do it. I did that to Facebook earlier this year. Um, Was it this year or last year? When I stopped following all news organizations, I don't wanna hear about Trump. Yeah, I did when he was in office. I, I, I couldn't hear about it anymore. I didn't wanna see the arguments and the comments. I didn't want to hear about everybody's, you know, things about COVID. I just start, stopped following everything. And it helps so much. So now it's time to start clearing social media of things that do not serve me. It's time. And I want to caution you guys to do the same. Just simply because if you are, if you're wanting a new way of life, and you're wanting to manifest this new way of life, you have to clear out the old way of life. Don't allow social media to to keep you from what you want. Perhaps one's fear is of disease or germs. Then one should be fearless and undisturbed in a germ-laden situation, and he would be immune. I don't know about that, because she obviously doesn't understand about this COVID. (laughs) One can only contact germs while vibrating at the same rate as the germ. Hmm. And fear drags men down to the level of the germ. Now, I'll agree with that because I don't believe that I can, I will contract something just because people say I will. I don't believe that. A lot of people have said that I should be diabetic and I'm not. So I don't believe that just because doctors or whoever says, writes an article and says, you're in this demographic, you should have this, that I should have that. I don't, I don't, I I don't subscribe to that. Of course, the disease laden germ is the product of carnal mind, as all thought must objectify. Germs do not exist in the superconscious or divine mind, therefore are the product of man's vain imagination. I agree. And the twinkling of an eye, man's release will come when he realizes there is no power in evil. The material world will fade away and the fourth dimensional world, the world of the wondrous, will swing into manifestation. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away." Okay, guys, that was chapter six of the game of life and how to play it. I got a little carried away today. So we are literally about 27 minutes into this thing. So I'm going to let it go now. Um, I'm going to try to do a, um, a little better on keeping up with recording of the chapters. Stay tuned for ch- chapter one of the power of your subconscious mind. I love this book. 
stay tuned for that. Don't don't forget to add gratitude as a part of your daily practice. Um, I promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude into your life. You guys have an awesomely blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow us on our new YouTube page at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in our description box for a good deal on starting your own dropshipping business with Shopify. Shopify.